Hello, hello, people. Welcome back to the Chat with Matt podcast. My name is Matthew McNabb. Today's guest is the king of chemo, aka Ian Ward. Um, he is a very inspiring guest. His story is pretty mad. He was diagnosed with brain cancer, and instead of letting that take over his life, he's used that as a positive and created an amazing movement where he runs marathons, he raises money by actually not asking you to donate, but for you to follow him and share his message so that he can get brands to sponsor him so that the brands actually donate money to charity instead of paying him as an athlete. In this podcast, I go into the mindset behind what makes such a person look so positively in life and no matter what the circumstances are. And uh, he's just such a great guy. I think this is really valuable for every person. Even if you take a little bit of gratitude into the day, that's all we want. So without further ado, let's chat with Matt. Ian, such a pleasure to have you, my man. I have followed you uh, since TikTok. I think you had a massive viral one on TikTok and uh, I saw it and I was like, this guy is so inspiring. So I, I wanted to get you on the podcast and luckily you're just such a nice guy. You came on to chat with me. So uh, how are you doing? No, I'm doing very well. Well, actually today I'm uh, mentally doing fine, but uh, I did the CrossFit Games two days ago and good God. I, like it's the second time I'm doing it, but this time, I think the fact that I was focusing on the marathon stuff so much more, the legs weren't quite used to doing um sort of those kind of uh, exercises, and I feel stiff as an absolute board. It's <laughs> I went for a recovery <laughs> run yesterday. It was all right, but like I got to walk two dogs um later on today, and that's gonna be like that was my to do list yesterday. Was just two things get to the shop and get some food that's not a takeaway and get to uh, <laughs> walk the dog and do some stretching. And I did like one and a half of the two, um, the two things. So tell me what your training regime is like, cause you're running for those, uh, who don't know, I'll do an intro and all to this, but for those who don't know, you're doing like, mar like so many marathons. I don't know how many miles do you have you done in the past, like six months, would you say? Um, I could tell you the exact amount now, actually. Um, Ooh, le let's look it up. Because uh, I know one month is inaccurate, so we'll skip that month. But the last two uh, have been pretty good. So let's see. Show more. Month. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So October uh, is 67 miles which um, you have to factor in that the London Marathon was probably most of that or a third of that. And then I kind of eased off quite a bit. Yep. September, however, was 200.5 miles. <sighs> and then um, let's see, August was 50. I think, no, sorry, June's the one that has a fuck up in it because uh, it says that on the 26th of June, I ran 400 miles and I didn't. But <laughs> We're going to say you did it, aren't we? 
<laughs> yeah, but if you count that, if you don't count that, there's 80. So, yeah, September was the big one. Uh, it's just running every day. That's that's mad. Like, uh, what 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 was your mindset behind the this running movement? I would, I called a a movement. Like, what what is your mindset behind it? What was the thought process behind that? Did you just randomly just say, "Yeah, I'm gonna start this here"? Um, do you mean like from the um from the charity perspective, or just like you know um as as a as a thing to do, as a thing to do in general, you know. Uh, I can't really remember. I started ages ago when I was um, in my either late teens or early 20s. And I can't remember why I started doing it. But I think the thing that kind of kicked me off was when I told someone um, my times and they were like, that's actually pretty good. You should you yeah. should keep you should keep doing that. And then I just went for it and I, uh, I did the Dublin Marathon. Um, I think 2009, I'd have to look it up. Um, they didn't, I think they didn't actually give out a medal, which was kind of annoying because I had I made a video with all the medals that I um, that I've collected over the years um, uh, a couple of days ago, and I'd say half of them are from this year from doing uh, different marathons. But I was like, where the fuck is that Dublin one? And then I think they only gave out a T-shirt, the bums. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Dublin, for fuck's sake! Like, I got yeah, charged yeah. uh, 125 quid for a, a clamp on my uh, car last night. Like, they wouldn't put that towards the marathon or whatever the bastards. Yeah, I've I had the same thing where I was uh, on a road, and I was uh, difficult to describe, but I was slightly off the road that uh, I was uh, I had a ticket fare for because it was like a residential area in Ranala and I still got the clamp and it was like but wait a minute, am I not like right there? Like the house is there, it's around the corner <laughs> and your man like, it's just a robot that you're talking to over the phone, you can't yeah. talk to anyone where it's like, I'm literally like four meters from, I did not know this was not part of the area, it's like specific to the road Anyway, I'm sure you listeners don't hear what I was talking about. Right, we're going on like clouds. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get back on track a little bit. Um, <laughs> and uh, I suppose carrying on from the running side of things, um, after I want to know which what sort of stage uh, you decided to make this a uh, charity event and what, what was, um, what's the best way to put this? What uh, what's these? Did you really start make, thinking I should do something for charity here and make this a, like a positive thing? Uh, it was all quite a warm up because uh, during co, so I knew before COVID, I had my first scan before COVID, and it was uh, thought to be benign, so it wasn't really something that was um going to be a big deal in my life uh mm -hmm. it had some effects but not a huge amount there was like you can't drive you can't do this you can't uh, blah 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 and during excuse me COVID I uh, wanted to use my time playing video games as something semi-productive so I was like I'll start a start a YouTube channel and the idea was that um we uh, we make a random cocktail, listen to a random album, all like popular ones. There was there was these posters that we had that were like bucket lists, and we do a random cocktail, random uh, album, and then play a random video game, and all do it all at the same time. And we called it Vag Video Games <laughs> Albums and getting whatever. Uh, like you know, we try to do a different one every day, getting <laughs> hammered, getting pissed, getting drunk, and so on and so forth, and um. Yeah, so we did that and uh, just tried to have a bit of fun with it. And then when I got my second scan, 
they said, uh, yeah, okay, this is actually growing. This is a problem. We're going to have to have surgery with this. Uh, this is likely to be cancerous, but we can't tell at this stage. And uh, so then when they started going through, you're going to have to go for a surgery. You're going to have to do this. Um, afterwards, there'll be chemo. Uh, so there'll probably be a bit of hair loss and so all these sort of things. Straight away, I started thinking, okay, uh, if I wanted to continue my um uh youtube channel uh i'll have to i'll probably have to address it at some point because there's going to be scar uh right there and there's going to be uh you know shaved off never mind hair loss from chemotherapy just there's um there's going to be a big shave there and a big scar so that's going to be an elephant in the room so i'll have to address that and then i looked into like doing speed runs that people do often on um with video games where they uh, just have a bit of fun in like a, a small little room or whatever. Often there's a crowd there and there's a crowd watching. And when people like get past levels or do little things within the games, like make games within the games. And it's like, okay, I just did that thing. Uh, everyone, everyone donate. Woo. Yeah. And so I thought I'll do something like that. And because it was for the head, uh, I thought oh, I'll call it headshots for head cancer. I, the channel <laughs> is still there. I, I haven't been focusing on it that much, but I will get back to it. And, um, the idea being is that I'm not particularly good at, um, what was it? Call of Duty Warzone. Um, yeah. but then I was thinking that makes it more fun because there's like a goofy side to it. So me being, um, on the video games, that was more about like, I'll try and make it amusing from like, as me as a person, as opposed to my skill of actually being able to fucking shoot people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Real life, I'm excellent at it, but you should see me in paintball and absolutely nail people illegally, shooting them in the back of the head. Oh, I'm sorry, my fault. My fault. Um, but yeah, and then once they said after the surgery, okay, this is actually um, uh, serious, like as serious as we kind of, uh, not worst case scenario, but it's very far from best. It's stage three. This is cancerous. Um, this is definitely going to be, uh, significant in your life and i remember the way that they were saying it it was like hang on like i know you're never gonna say it's not like you know breaking bad but they say you've got one year to live start <laughs> start cooking boy um <laughs> so they said that it like according to statistics and this was after i asked a thousand times come on give me give me a number here just so i have a sort of a uh an idea but i said um on this on a stats sheets it was about five years to live and so I was then sort of like, okay, well, if that's been, you know, sort of dialed up to 11, uh, I may as well do the charity thing and kind of switch this whole gaming thing to be more of sole purposes to uh, break the world record for um, for a charity. And then I, the first thing that I went to was um, marathons because I'd done that previously and I just kind of knew that like, that's the easiest thing to sort of associate that people do for charity. It's like you, you run something or I'm, you know, crossing this mountain range, I'm doing this physical feat. And so straight away I was like, all right, well, if I have cancer, especially if I have brain cancer, so that's probably not going to affect my body so much, but it still has the title. So I'll be able to really use this um, against itself very effectively because if I'm showing up and I'm running a marathon and I'm running at a decent time and I'm 100% someone who has cancer and can prove it, then other people who don't know that much about it are going to be like, hey, this guy's fucking unbelievable. Look at how fast <laughs> he's going. He's like, he's got terminal Ill, uh, illness. How the fuck is he able to do this? 
And then it's like me on the side. Well, actually, it affects the brain and not the body, and therefore I'm able to, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know shit. And uh, same thing went for the um the chemotherapy. So one of the very good things uh, about having brain cancer. Uh, I think anyway, if I was given a choice, I think I would choose brain cancer over lung or, or something like that, is that they can't hit you that hard with the chemotherapy because uh, it's your fucking brain. It is the most important organ that you have in your body. Yeah. Fuck the heart. You can replace that shit. Um, until we get like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg onto the, like the meta universe <laughs> and we all like integrate in with the technology, the brain yeah. is most important thing the oh, no, elon, e- and all that stuff yeah sorry elon <laughs> musk is uh elon musk is on that stuff uh zuckerberg is on the the visual side oh, of yeah things, the, but, the vr yeah but it's all gonna pair in together and yeah. um yeah so uh once i saw that i just started thinking like yeah all right let's ramp this up let's um do the most that we can out of it and i am now in this in this space and it's good. I wake up every day and I do what I want, which is sort of yeah, like a, I've heard a good uh, YouTuber say something like um, I've gamified my life where everything is kind of like you're in Fallout or uh, Skyrim and you're like, I'm doing this, this, this until I get to this level. And then that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's a good way of looking at things, I think. It's a great way to look at things. Um, you're You're very optimistic. You're very like positive person. Have you always been that way? Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, unfortunately, whenever I get put on podcasts, people are like, hey, how can you, uh, like, what would be your advice? And it's like, I don't know, be born <laughs> from Jacinta O'Brien and Patrick Ward. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really good. But like, the what I've noticed from you, and uh, I was I was obviously looking at your, uh, your content and following your content and stuff as well, is that you're really... Uh, I don't know if you, you've heard of this before or you know this, but you're quite stoic in the sense that a lot of the principles that you use that you don't, maybe you know of or you don't know of, but um, you use like problems or opportunities. So when you're, that's like a stoic philosophy where basically if you've got a problem, then there's always a positive to it. There's always an opportunity to use it. And you taking this problem and turning it into this massive movement this massive positive is so so inspiring it do you follow stoic philosophy or was that ever come no, here I, I thought stoicism was sort of um d- hey you piss off uh was <laughs> like sort of dealing with sorry she's uh she, she's very quick to whinge when something she's already gotten before and, <laughs> and baby spoiled um yeah, I, I've heard of stoicism but uh, more in the sort of sense of like sort of like a uh, like from a soldier sort of perspective thing where it's like you have to deal with something um but i never thought that it was a philosophy that you would be sort of looking at the positive side of things as opposed to um just getting on with it but i'll have to look into it now seeing so yeah because there's so many things that i'm looking at and uh stoicism does have that reputation for somebody being very serious and like you know like a meditation soldier type thing like but uh, there's so many things that I'm looking at in your life, and I'm like, it's it. Your mindset is like really fascinating, and it's based on stoicism. Can I ask, uh, what your? Did you have any emotion? Obviously, it's a really difficult time, um, when you heard the results and stuff. But was your autom- automatic reaction to go, all right, let's create a positive out of this? Um. I, I suppose it wasn't looking at uh let's make this into something positive. I, I 
Oh, how did my brain work at that? Not very well, literally. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I suppose it is just always sort of, this is what the situation that I'm in and what is the best thing that can be done in this situation. Also, I think something that has massively helped me out uh, that is not in my control whatsoever. And it's again, it's down to me being the, the luckiest unlucky man on the face of the earth is that I didn't have symptoms. So I I had some mild ones, but they, they came and went pretty quick. Um, so I think when you are sort of told, all right, th- these are the new rules, it's difficult to um, change so much emotionally when your situation hasn't visibly or physically changed. So I still, ha- I went in for the surgery and mm. it, it all sort of like was predictable for what happened. And even down to when I lost my speech, they said that this is going to last uh, in and around a year, maybe a little bit more because you're young, uh, relevant to when most people get um, brain surgery and there's something to do with the brain and youth called uh, the brain's um, plasticity. And uh, the younger you are, it is extremely effective at uh, getting over traumas. So much so that apparently if a baby has a stroke, um, which you know we don't hear about very often, that's something that's associated with age, um, good parents you know they don't they're not neglectful will not notice that the child the baby that the infant has had a stroke they think that their kids had a little flu or something like that and then life goes on and they get back to normality and that's because the brain compartmentalizes things um i always use the metaphor that it is a bit like um a big house with lots of rooms. Uh, each room has its own purpose, like any normal house does. You got your bathroom, the stuff in there for the bathroom. That you've got the kitchen, you've got the living room. Blah 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 blah, and uh, all the things, the actual physical things, um, television, kettle, um, toilet, uh, they're in these rooms. And that when you are going under surgery, the younger you are, the better your body is at going. Okay, um, this room is damaged. There's cracks in the ceiling. There's like open windows. Let's move the stuff. The electronics is down. Whatever. The, yep. Let's move the stuff into a different room. So it's like, okay, now the kitchen also has, um, the television and the chairs, and it uses the space in the different compartments. So something that um my surgeon my surgeon was telling me is that um. If I go in for a second surgery after um, they see growth again and they determine, okay, where the growth is, it's in a similar area so we can have another surgery, which mm-hmm. is actually a good thing. If they announce that they can do another surgery, that's that's good. Um, and they were saying that there's quite a big chance that they can remove more of the area this time because my brain will have reprogrammed to have my speech in a different area of the of the brain which is amazing wow that's so good that's, i know that's it, amazing. i know it really is absolutely incredible like that the the some of the little things that i learned about how the brain functions was like absolutely fascinating another simple one that was um when he was saying yeah it's on your left temporal lobe um and it's going to affect you are you right-handed or left-handed i said i'm right-handed okay then it's going to affect your speech and po- uh, potentially your sight I never asked what what it would have been if it was uh, left-handed, but yeah, I really was pissed off with that. I was like, "Fuck! I, <laughs> if I don't have the ability to see. I probably won't be able to like um, 
like work out or like uh, go running around and do yeah. physical stuff and if i can't speak i mean like that really is 99 percent of who i am and what i'm able to do is you know make people make people laugh make people smile if i can't do that i am fucked with a capital ph <laughs> <laughs> can i ask you uh what was your emotions at that stage? I know um, I you're such a positive guy, and I don't want to be uh, prying too much, but I just kind of no. Wanna, I mean, that's what um, we're on the podcast for. Yeah, Dig around. I want to understand what what way your mind was and your emotions was because even somebody as positive as you must have had fears, must have had like sad moments and stuff. And then I want to understand how you can uh, just create a positive mindset from there. The, the first emotional situation that I can really think of was um, when I was told about the second, during the second scan, I was given the face-to-face -face update of like, all right, this is quite significant. You've got, uh, you've likely got cancer and we're going to have to go for surgery. I, there definitely was a moment where it was just such a shock, but um, my surgeon was very good at sort of um, uh, reading the kind of person that I was. And straight away, he just started talking about like uh, steps to take. Uh, as opposed to, hey, do you need um, emotional support? Do you want to talk to someone about it? I was like, no, I want to talk to you about like, you know, what's the best course of action here? Like um, what habits to start, what things to cut out? Um, um, is there anything that I can do training wise before uh, I go in for the surgery? He told me nothing, but like, I kind of thought, well, <laughs> fuck you. It's definitely certain things. So I like t thought to myself, all right, let's start focusing more on meditation because I'm going to be sitting in a awkward position for quite a long time while I'm awake, um, during the surgery. So, um, did a bit of that. Don't know how much it helped, but it certainly, um, was satisfying to be able to have a goal to strive for. Mm -hmm. And then, um, similar sort of thing where, uh, I started getting back into my cardio uh, more than my um, strength training stuff because there's just so many situations where um, being fit and healthy, uh, like heart perspective, uh, has just been good for health and other things that are associated with the brain. Like um, all the F1 drivers now, they all um, have rigorous training techniques. And that was kind of starting, started by Ayrton Senna. Uh, and then they learned afterwards that there is a direct correlation with a brain function and uh, physical fitness. Same thing with um, uh, Bobby Fischer, very famous chess player. Um, I play a lot of chess myself. And same sort of thing where he was one of the first people to adopt um, training physically. And now a lot of the grandmasters do the same thing. You can see it in video game, uh, professional video game players as well that uh, stereotypically think they'd be like big fat lads like they'd yeah. see in um what was it south park where they do yeah. the uh the oh what's it called the world of warcraft one oh yeah <laughs> i think it's like make make love not warcraft and um yeah the guy in it is like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah most gamers are quite fit for the exact reason that they um... that's actually mad so you think the best habit is uh, exercise like uh, cardiovascular exercise or just exercise of any sort? Um, well, I was just doing it myself just to uh, one, because I'm, I'm again, really lucky in that I enjoy physical fitness. I like the sort of the mathematics of lifting weights and going for runs and being like, okay, yesterday I could do 100, today I can do, uh, you know, 103. 
And same thing for, you know, keeping <clears throat> times for running. Yesterday I was able to do this. Now I'm able to do this. Like it's just, it's a, it's an instant um, positive reinforcement, similar to what I was talking to earlier on about how trying to uh, gamify your life. If you do the numbers on um, physical fitness, you can just see it like I was level one yesterday and now I'm level four and blah, 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 blah. And everything is, you know, as EXP points and Oh, that's, that's so interesting. Shite. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. Like, so that's the way you've built in habits. Do you think uh, from before this whole experience till now, the biggest thing, the biggest difference in your life and your attitude is that you've implemented habits and gamified those? Um, Not really. I previously done uh, something similar with the, uh, the habits I've been, I've read books and uh, back when I used to read books and it's all, it's all audio book these days for myself. But um, uh, I read several books on habits and just how powerful they are and how it's very difficult to drop one and so much easier to try and replace them. So, you know, if you, if you drink, and um, you are the kind of person that doesn't um, like to get drunk. Thankfully, these days they have decent um, alcohol-free um, drinks. Brewdog do a lot of good ones. Guinness, actually, the Guinness, um, is it just called Guinness Zero? Yeah, Guinness Zero, yeah, I see those. That's like, um, it gets a bit sweet when you're into like a fair few pints in them, but it's, it's fairly nice, particularly if you take it from the draft, so... If you don't want to go out and you don't want to get pissed, like you're busy uh, in the, the next morning or whatever, it's great to have those sort of alternatives. And that is exactly what the sort of the power of um, habits is all about, where you take something where you get a normal um, cue. reaction to it. Yeah, cue. Yeah, that's a cue reward. And I can't remember what the other cue action and reward. Yeah. And uh, if you just replace the action thing, often the same sort of circle of uh, things that you do gets completed and you feel satisfied. And so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that for um, last, let's say, 10 years or so, sort of on a, a steady incline of more mm-hmm. focusing on it. And uh, I think it was after I got my, I made my decision to break all this, these world records, that gave me more focus than I've ever had in my life. So with that, I've been putting more attention and more focus on trying to maintain those habits and um, and meditate more on how to continually keep the habits in um, in order because uh, you break them and they can very easily fall apart and that's you know that works two ways sometimes bad habits you can just um take one little element out and it falls apart and you realize that you weren't actually dependent on as much as you thought but same thing goes for lifting weights yeah that's so good i mean this whole experience from what i'm learning from you here is that you were already this type of person do you think um you've become a better person um attitude wise or um just life outlook wise from this experience in in a lot of ways yeah Uh, i definitely have i used to have like absolutely no my fuse was very very long it was it took quite a lot of uh effort to get me pissed off but i find that my fuse i think that might be just age i don't know how much it's correlated with um uh what i've been through 
But um, yeah, I've definitely gotten a uh, a lower tolerance for certain things, just sort of like someone's um um like complaining. Oh god, oh, I, god. I, I yeah, can't do it, 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 yeah, it really does just like oh fuck <laughs> off, and it's not it's definitely not from the perspective of like you know oh you think you've oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the, dog. <laughs> the, yeah, the dog just kind of went up and grabbing at my balls um <laughs> yeah but the, out of nowhere um didn't know she was under there and uh yes yeah, so sorry what uh what was i saying there someone distracted me yeah yeah no literally about the the your anger and stuff um oh yeah so it's it's nothing to do with like me comparing my own life where it's like oh you think yeah. you're going through struggles you have no idea i think that's kind of pompous to to do that sort of thing because everybody has their own um their own problems and to sort of think that yours rank higher than other people is is just ignorant even though it could be something that's incredibly um mm. serious you might be someone who's has uh, quite a healthy um mindset whereas someone might be the happiest chappy in the world on paper having achieved lots of uh, lots of stuff i mean this is the like this is so well known at this at this stage really successful people often have um serious depression um problems and you're looking at it thinking like this just isn't fair <laughs> you know well, like why isn't this person happy they're doing really well at this they're doing really well at that they're doing really well at this why don't they have happiness and so i kind of think that no matter what problems someone has it's it's it doesn't really achieve anything it doesn't really better anyone's circumstance to start comparing your own because you don't know what their thought process is like obviously if someone like you know bumps their thumb or their toe against a coffee table and then has their whole day rules you know go fuck yourself but <laughs> there's, some, there's some things that um people can just wake up and just have a rotten day for no reason and yeah it that's a legitimate thing it's something that is um quite prevalent in the world at the moment with um mental health you've uh you've got such an amazing outlook in life and um i've got so much respect for you um you seem like a really cool guy so i, I like to get a zero uh percent beer you sometime um ian but uh oh no so you can, we can have a proper fucking pint by all means yeah i just like having the option they used Here, to no, not have I, the option i'm i'm, uh, I'm trying to quit out alcohol as much as i can as well these days but uh just as a as a habit more or less just to make more more productive you know um mm. but uh yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast ian and no, um, thanks for having me on you're an absolute legend so um do you want to just share your message real quick there and just uh put oh yes so the, the the whole uniqueness of uh what i'm trying to do is sort of based off of getting uh the channel as large as humanly possible and then not asking for donations from uh from the audience and the idea being simple um uh god not simple words simple marketing where i get sponsorship but they don't donate to me they donate to the charity in my name and that's far easier for um uh companies to do because it's tax deductible they're not giving anything to me therefore they can uh governmentally uh, get a load of money back i think it's the same for both the uk and for uh for the republic and so it's yeah it is the easiest pitch in the world to just be like hey give me give me some sort of a product that fits the sort of thing that i get up to 
and I will promote it if it's something I agree with and we'll make videos and stuff together. And it's worked quite well. We've got 5-4 as a uh, sponsor, uh, uh, Hoju, uh, Brewdog, um, Gymshark, uh, Red Bull, we're in talks with them about that. Um, you might need to edit that last bit out. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, no, 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 actually, no, I think I can announce that because they gave a lot of, um, they sent a lot of cans over. Um, so yeah, it's it's going really well and we raised £100,000 this year. Oh. We're going to reset the timer uh, once we go past the Dublin Marathon, which is on the uh, um, 30th of October and then uh, that's that year complete. So even though we won't have achieved the goal of breaking the world record for raising the most amount of money ever for cancer research, we will still have the people who have followed the whole way through. So the channel is still going to be quite big, uh, both on Instagram and um, and TikTok. And the sponsorships, uh, it's not like they've gone away, so they're mm-hmm. still going to work with me. So it's even though the money goes away, it's like the experience and the progress that all still stays. So next year, um, I would bet the rent that it's going to be far more than hundred thousand pounds. Amazing, you're a legend, Ian. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on.